This is it. On the 30 meter line, they're going to take it. They're going to take it soon. Pierce to the 30. They run for a try now. It's come down to Graham. Back to the middle. It's found Minicello. A long range shot for Manasseh. He's got it. Oh, what a kick. He got a kick. Hello and thanks very much for tuning in to the return of the Irish NRL show. Um, delighted for another season to have the Tash back with me. How are you, mate? Not too bad, pal. Not too bad. Delighted to be back with Seth. Yeah, I think uh, we'll start with an apology. So obviously we're, uh, we'll come back to you in, in week five. And for the ardent fan... Look, let's call it what it is. We're two amateur podcasters. Uh, life got busy, and I suppose I'll speak on my own behalf. I have a penchant for being a bit of a princess, so that's probably a huge, huge part as to why we're, we're back. Later. And I'm a single parent of a puppy, so... <laughs> For me, it's so. must. Uh, yeah, look, we're, we're back. Um, we have kind of a slightly new format to the show uh, for season two, and hopefully there'll be no more disruptions between now and grand final day in September but uh, yes was quickly just before we kick into the main segments uh, what have you enjoyed so far over the first four weeks difficult to recap in a few minutes but uh, I think the Broncos how, how they came on from last year I know they died in death at the, the last six games of the, the league last year but they might have took it to heart and the way they came out this year they're a different team on their wall they're like uh, the way he's using Kane Haas as well is, is it, it's a bit special we're going to touch on it later on but it, I think it, the real positive signs now the only thing about it is he's losing Hemsworth oh Herbie Farmworth or whatever his name is Farmworth. and Flegler next next year to the Dolphins which if, if if we get a good crack at them now again at the end of the season like it'll be a different story I think with the Dolphins I think it's going to be a great rivalry for the NRL yeah it's, it's that's, that's probably what I was going to touch on the Dolphins I mean four weeks into a comp and they already look like they have a an age old rivalry there it's it was it was a cracking game the atmosphere was electric I, I suppose the other thing is like it's the Dolphins We look we get to them as the show progresses I suppose but probably how tight it's been um, I know there's all sorts of stats about how it's been the tightest start of the season ever um, since tight since tight starts the seasons began but uh yeah, no, it's been real competitive this, this year. There's just a side in Canberra that refuses to be competitive. But look, we'll... Uh, <laughs> we won't mention the war. Not this yet. week. We're going to start on a positive. No, yeah, no. We'll get to it later. Yeah. The fact that he's going to market as well. We won't talk about that. <laughs> How can you get banned and go to market in the same week? That's what I want to know. Um, the strategy. It's a bold strategy. But yeah, look, I suppose... We'll get to the main crux of the show. So look, effectively, it is going to be our main segment for Tackle which effectively is the two of us going back and forth on what we both individually feel is four key talking points from the week. Then we're obviously going to do our preview of the round ahead and maybe down further down the line once the season's a bit more settled, we're going to look at power rankings and stuff to be in the show. But without much further ado, I think we'll kick into the first fourth tackle of season two. So I'm going to start the clock. Don't want to be waffling here. Um, but look, I suppose park the result for for one minute. The question I'm coming to you with, Tash, is given his early season form, is Fitzgibbon's decision to start Moylan over Trindle correct? Is a Nico Trindle partnership better for long term success, or is he better off playing Moylan and Nico together? Well, I think Nico's on uh, not Nico Moylan's stat from last year. He was the most try assists of the whole competition so as you say it's only four games into it I think he after his season last year he has the right to, to be stamped on as the number six for that team but if they if they keep on going the way they're going and it's not as clicking me as much I think he uh, Fitzgibbon won't be af- uh, won't be afraid to, to rein them in and maybe even switch them early yeah I suppose like I suppose for me I think Moylan as experienced as he is 
he's still a defensive liability. I think the benefit for me to having Trundle in there is he's much more of a natural seven. And I know that's the role Nico arguably wants to get to. But I think at this stage in his development, I don't think it's a bad move to have maybe a more kick-forced half in there with him, as opposed to with Moylan and Nico, it's definitely a more run-forced half combination. And especially coming from full-back, it suits Nico a bit better to, to have that option of running first, like squaring up and running and seeing what's in front of him before. He has to decide, do I kick this ball or what's what tackle is it or stuff like that. And as you say, you, you nearly need that. Like, if you look at Townsend up in the Cowboys, like, he settles Dearden down and Dearden just has to worry about running the ball. Yeah. And I think if they got a seasoned a season seven in there, like, to just do that for Nico, you'd see Nico's, like, it, like... Dally M last year, he could go back to back this year if he had something like that inside him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that's a huge talking point, is can he repeat that success as well, obviously. Um, yeah. No, he didn't look too bad at the weekend. No, he didn't. Now, look, <laughs> Coming back. That's, that's, that's another talking point down the line in the Dragons itself, but Battle of the Beaches. But uh, yeah, yeah, I suppose for me, I, I thought, first three weeks of the season, I thought Trent would look good. I think he's arguably the best replacement half in the competition uh, if you're starting Moylan. And I just think their combination with Trindle involved, it would allow Nico to play your traditional seven role in patches. He wouldn't have to play for the full 80 minutes, but he could. 20 minutes, he could play like a seven. 20 minutes, he could play like a six. And it would just mm. kind of maybe free him up and maybe allow him to develop a bit more. <coughs> It, it's hard to be critical of a Fitzgibbon decision. I think he's pretty much nailed the role since he took over in Canola. Well, I think he's going to bleed that stone as well with Milan until he falls apart. Like I think whatever he's getting out of him is the best he's going to get out of him with the injury with the injury history he has. So I think they're going to bleed that stone as much as they can, and then Trinan's in the background just waiting the first chance. Yeah, yeah, look, I suppose, yeah, look, they're, they're valid points. Uh, maybe a bit of a early season overreaction on my behalf to be fair um, I think that's all we pretty much have on that we're coming to the end of time there so very smooth very smooth I like it I like it I like it first point I'm just going to go over for about 7 minutes on this rant now. <laughs> so next point the Tigers so we had tales of Tiger Town last year now we have problems with Tiger Town this year yeah. who's the fault for how bad they're going like is it Luke is it Tim where do we where do we stand on this? Um, yeah, it's, it's it's probably difficult to pinpoint the problem. I think arguably the problem is Pasco. Um, for anyone that watched Tales of Tiger Town, they'd probably be in agreement. It's Pasco. Um, yeah, arguably, is Tim Sheen's without fault? I don't think so. Well, who who runs the show? Like, you have head coach, you have head coach, you have head coach. Is it is it? Uh, <laughs> Is it Tim? Is it fucking uh, Benji? Is it is it Farah? Like who who gives the the say in that? Like I know that they're it's it supposedly was a great setup with Tim coming in and having two young fellas underneath him, but it doesn't seem to be working. Like it, it it's the Tigers always kind of strike me as an organization that can't get over two thousand five. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it goes back to that. It has like. to be Robbie. It has to be Benji. It has to be someone Tim. of that ilk involved, <laughs> and obviously Tim as yeah. well. Um, yeah. but they also did sack him a few years after yes. <laughs> like, yeah. he came to his end and look Tim Tim, Tim came in and it was a whole thing of Madge was there and it was he, Tim's not coming in to be the head coach he's coming in to be the coach advisor and everyone was like no Tim Sheen's going to be head coach and sure enough given enough time Tim Sheen's yeah, the main head coach the claws came in now I don't know what way it worked but yeah and like I know Luke is on the big money and he's the big time player like but thinking back up to summer like that has uh, Hastings and Clemmer if it was Brooks and Clemmer what way was would Brooks be going at the Knights now like mm. you, like it, the possibilities I know he's saying that he's going to stick with Brooks like but for Brooks himself I think he nearly have to get out of that, out of that uh, position yeah um I suppose, yeah, Luke Brooks, Luke Brooks is an interesting one. I always kind of felt, right, 
so you might scoff when I say this when I include the full list but there was a power four at the West at a period of time and it was Luke Brooks it was Mitch Moses who they'd love to have back there was rumours over the off season it was never happening Jamie Tedesco a full back and then Aaron Woods um, now look I, I I think Aaron Woods had a good career but just he's a prop so he, he paid for the mileage and I always thought of that big four for Luke Brooks to be the only one they managed to hold on to they held on to the weeks of the four I mm. thought it at the time and I think it's kind of evident now at this stage I, they probably need to move off him um, yeah definitely for the, for the two parties involved like yeah. I think part ways and I don't know where he goes after that but like if, if he did go to nights I think he'd have a better he would have started the season a lot better than he is yeah and, and I just think yeah I just think like he, he's sometimes like the game last week where Pac-Man came on and sort of relieved him and you've seen him what he's good at but and when he's on he's a good good player but when he's off he is so off there was times that he was crabbing across the field looking for someone to come in I don't know if it was the game plan or something but like he had to dribble like a hammer ball over the centre to hit the, the winger his last option mm-hmm. nobody was coming in on any nobody was straight in the line for him like, and he's looking and I feel it with Coruscant as well that sometimes Coruscant goes to like what he was doing in the Panthers he'd step off his left and come back to his right and there's absolutely nobody running up that right hand side like and that's ultimately that this is probably way where it falls on Sheen they've invested an awful lot of money in talent sometimes you watch the West Tigers there's patches they look brilliant there's patches they look like they haven't played with each other ever um, ever and I know it's only four weeks it's, it's new it's a new cohesion unit but that like they look like they don't play each other that's like Alex Twal and Luke Brooks don't look like they've ever played together like it's not no the new players and they're there like Twal is there three years nearly yeah. and like there's a reason why he hasn't scored a fucking try yeah <laughs> I think his, his effort is good though um, yeah. but the final piece for me on that and it probably is Pasco the whole PR scandal and mess about Johnny Bateman yeah they don't do things well <laughs> and then and then he's on his own podcast airing all his greetings out and you're there going lad you should put your head in yeah, yeah. <laughs> tuck it in somewhere it is. sand <laughs> it is yeah it's just everything that can go wrong goes wrong but look we've, we've, yeah. we've hit the time we're there um, no doubt they'll be discussed in nauseam this season um, <laughs> definitely but look moving on um, so yeah another decision that's potentially might have caught your eye over the, the, the weekend kind of a bit of a stun, stunning decision for me um, so the Eels have kind of not announced but it was kind of leaked that at 28 Clint Gutterson may be done at the Eagles uh, effectively how it kind of came about is I think Gutterson as a senior player went to the Eels and said look do we need have we any potential talent coming through, can I maybe move position um, to try and help bring someone through to, to get us over the hump? Because um, they've been there thereabouts for the past few years. Well, a very selfless act on the player's behalf. Yes. You wouldn't get this around, especially when he's a full-back, a full-back money. Yeah, and especially There's when he's not, not a, he's not a para-junior either. Yeah. But look, yeah, look, look, great, great move by the bloke. Could bite him in the backside, and they've effectively turned him around and and kind of, for want of a better phrasing, and I am paraphrasing here, that they would be testing the open market for an ex, a star player, that's spine based, which could potentially mean that the fullback position he no longer sits in. Whether that means he moves off the roster. Or whether it means he moves to maybe centre where he started his career, but you. But I think they have a very poor right hand centre there and winger partnership that he could just slide in if if they did find that X factor player because I don't think Wonga Break and <laughs> Simonson is it? Yeah, they're not doing them any favours this year. Now the one thing I would say is you moved off Reed Mahoney for Josh mm. Hodgson, which is like mm. for like. You've got a lot of money tied up in them halves. You can't afford an expensive centre. No. So, yeah, look, I, I suppose the reason I bring the point to you is, look, we know who the best fullbacks in the competition are. But Gorson is, is just below that. He's, oh, he's at least, like, if he's not top five, he's top six, like, yeah. top seven. Like, 
he's definitely up there with the best of them. Like they're saying that, and he's not far off it. Like two of them are at the Roosters. Hmm. Arguably three if he doesn't <laughs> until he goes off to Union. But two of yeah. them are definitely at the Roosters. In, in yeah. Joey and Jimmy and Teddy. Yeah, but. Yeah, I just, I think it's a the f- name that was being thrown around was I was chatting to you earlier on in the in the week like about him was uh, a friend up in the Gold Coast. Yeah, um, yeah. That was the name that was being thrown around. So which look, that's probably a point that should be on this week. That bloke needs more game time. Ah, he's ridiculous. Like he, I told, I was, I said it to you when the game was on. I was like, whatever he does, and, and when he comes onto the game, he gives it it all. And he's not a small, like he looks thin, but he's a big, big rangy. And when he gets going, his feet, you can't stop he him. He plays bigger than he is. He plays heavier than he oh, is. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but look, I suppose we're losing that point here. <laughs> um, yeah, no, look, I suppose, it, are we in agreement that it's not, it's not a wise move to move off Goto? Oh. For me, anyway, if I was head, head, head honcho at the Parrot Eels, the spine player I'd actually be looking to move would be Dylan Brown. He's there long enough. He's not showing enough consistency. On his day, unplayable, but on his day is four or five times a season, and rarely when it really matters. What I think is what the deal is a 13, <laughs> an impact 13 or something like that. I think. And work through the middle. Plenty of I know you have two props that are brilliant, like, but they just figure out a 13 that can do what the rest of the 13s are doing in the, in the competition and be that extra ball player. I think you've plenty of uh, potential in that young lucky. What's his name? Hopgate, is it? Yeah, yeah, he's coming on lovely yeah, there. So I think you're playing plenty there. You could, you might not actually have to hmm. move off. And now probably the point we're probably definitely going to bust over time. Uh, <laughs> and everyone, money. everyone else is <laughs> money man. Everyone else has done it this week. But look, let's let's dig into it. <sighs> Swally <laughs> was the hectic cheeses uh, writing his comments. <laughs> There's uh, 1.6 million could be used better in in grassroots rugby in Australia. Then going for a winger <laughs> in the, on the Roosters panel. Um, Eddie Jones has a history of this, where he goes and he picks the big, big players in different grades. And he even said himself when he was, there's an interview with Gus School, that the pathways, I can't pick young players come through pathways because it's that bad. So he would go out and poach the players. And I don't know where to get the money from because they were nearly bankrupt there four years ago. But to come out with a, a 1.6 for over oh, a year, sorry, <laughs> for a winger, it's ridiculous money. But as I said, name me a player in the Wallabies camp now. Start 50. Well, like the first point is, yeah, which you brought up, which I wouldn't have probably wouldn't have brought up unless you brought up, which is Eddie Jones has a history, uh, shall we yeah. say? Um, the difference is when Eddie Jones was doing this the last time. Rugby Union is a very healthy place in Australia. Very. They're just after, yeah coming from professional like and having like they were super rugby champions. Yeah. With the Brumbies and all that like and they're a different place now. And look, arguably, and he, he went with Sailor and he uh, lied to Kiri and that Matt Rogers as well, all in that World Cup squad that lost to England in 2003. But um, while I get that that money is purely coming from the fact that Australia is hosting the next World Cup, and that's because. Other, and there's lanes to her before yeah. as well. Um, so there will be money in the in the country. Like. That money is coming from tourism Australia. It is not mm. coming from the the back benches in Wallabies Court. Um, was Hectic Cheese right? Um, <laughs> he wasn't wrong. Uh, look, I, I, you got to love him as a bloke. He's great. And it's, it's one of the beautiful things with the NRL is you, you just don't get that character of person in other sport. They're all far too media trained. Um, mm. He's a pure man's nightmare because you just yeah. I'd say the head was in your man's hands when he was looking at going. No. Uh, we'll kick you off this week. Look, it's, <laughs> it's, it's 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 an easier problem to fix than the PR person of Kelly Harrington. But don't want to get sidetracked yeah. by other sports right now. But yeah, look. I agree. Ruby Australia probably needs that name. They probably mm. need it. Like name me, and we're blokes who play book codes. Heavily interesting book codes. You can name a hand. I can't name you the ten in the name. Yeah. But which would be your best players in the team if you think of well if you come across teams like 
in the union they're not um, it's like probably an easy win for the Wallabies as he's kind of played most of his schooling was rugby union was rugby yeah he came from a background of union yeah. like, so it's not too bad it's not a hard a hard transition but uh, yeah and then the, another point to this is the media coming out and absolutely bagging on this this week like you think like when a club when a club sees you're coming to the end they can chop you around but god forbid a player goes off and, and tests the market and you watch the media turn on them about anything else and there is like at the end of the day this is a business it's not it's not a sport anymore like with the amount of money being put around it's a business yeah I think and I that that sentiment yeah. comes from journalists who are fans first um, yeah, yeah yeah because it all it always feels that the players turn his back not on the club but on you on the code yeah on the, on the actual yeah your sport you love whereas you still support your club regardless of the player they sell so when the, mm. when the club's at fault I think it's, but yeah look this, this has been brought up several times and actually a very good one and I know it's the dirty code for the for the diehards but there's a brilliant interview with Ellis Genge with James Haskell on that rugby pod and he's talks about something similar about leaving Leicester to go back to Bristol and stuff like that and yeah look it's it's something we, we often forget is that <laughs> clubs can drop you to drop the hat but god forbid mm. You, you go try and find your your wealth somewhere else. He was a, as a kid from a of, of second generation Polynesian parents who probably maybe didn't have the best start in life is looking to secure your family's future. You're you're the bad yeah, guy. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they, they don't, and especially the way he is. Like nothing has ever come out of anything off the field. Well, he's eighteen, uh, to be fair. Like, yeah, well, that's it. You don't have the chance to do it. Yeah. <laughs> if, if there's, now, go out and enjoy yourself. Go out and enjoy yourself to the Wallabies. Yeah. Sully your name. We'll get you back on the cheap. And then, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, Nick's yeah. in his ear. Big big Nicky P is in his ear. <laughs> um, yeah, but look, I think I think we we definitely went over on that point. Um, I'm you at the time right here to come in. So. Look, something that's uh, something that's definitely been on my mind. And look, it's uh, it's another one that's highly topical. Trouble in Cogra. Uh, yeah, look, just looking to garner your thoughts on the bizarre decision by the, the, the Dragons to effectively write off their season and <laughs> four games into it <laughs> and bitch out of sacking someone um, yeah. by saying he's going to have to reapply next year. Uh, like everybody yeah. else that wants the poison challenge. And he can put his <laughs> job application in the bin. Any bin, it'll come to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean the mailbox. Yeah. <laughs> that says bin. Yeah, no, I think it's a crazy, crazy. Now, if they had any balls, they probably should have done it at the end of last year. Or in the off season. And gone. Yeah, off season. Get rid of him if if that's the way it is, because some of the young players that he had back last year and he wanted to get results as well. He went with like seasoned players, like instead of having like there was a serious amount of young fellas through the, the the back end of last year that he should have played, and he never gave them a chance. And now he's into a second year, and he's probably not going to give them a chance again because he has to get this CV <laughs> with a few wins in it to get this job back. But I just think it's absolutely crazy. Four games in to pull this. Pull it, yeah, no, it is, and and like like we talk about the Tigers, I think the the Dragons are up there with them with how bad the backroom far becoming aren't they they just really are mm. and like even you look at and it's it's probably not been the success for Cronulla that I thought it would be but um, oh how is his name escaped me the the hook Cameron McGuinness like, oh yeah McGuinness yeah. just let him go and he's just sitting on the bench for your arch rivals mm. for your so called arch rivals um, like it just, they're just a mess they're a mess that thinks they're not a mess which is the bigger problem um, mm. But yeah, I, like that not only potentially messes up the development as you've touched on. You're not signing any stars over this. No star is going to sign to a club where the future is not known. Players aren't going to listen to him all year. Like it's just a, like uh, we started and we're finished. Like that's what it yeah. is. And especially when like in the Nathan, you know, the Heine and and Yoke, uh, and the boys were bagging them last year. And it came on this year, and it was very, very quiet. We can't say no. Yes. So, like, if your own players are starting to bag you early, and then you can't say a boo to them now this year, like, it just shows you like there's a bit of there's a bit of discomfort maybe in the camp. 
that they know his days are numbered maybe yeah. I would I would say the best case scenario is if he's a likeable bloke and by all reports he's probably not if I was a player I'd maybe feel a bit of sympathy for him and that might galvanise the squad but I mean you're clutching at straws you're clutching at straws to find a way for this club to fi- make finals and I feel really sorry he'll play Origin this year he'll have his flashes of brilliance he'll absolutely dominate but I actually really feel sorry for Ben Hunt out of everyone yeah, like where where is the next crop of players going to come that's going to make him like even have a chance of winning anything? <laughs> like, I just don't know what that direction the club is taking. Like, as they they changed Lomax to the other centre mm. didn't they this year? Like at the beginning, which was a strange. I, I don't know if it was because he's a bit more defensive organised, but uh, there's some strange, strange and decisions going on with the playing staff. So. Arguably. They're a good coach and a bit of um, back office discipline away from being the top eight side. Oh yeah, it'd be very attractive, very attractive for yeah, free the, agents. What was the edge player they got off the? Was it the Rabbit Rabbit Rose Rose last year? Yeah, Sue. Like you thought, like a bit more coaching and a bit more drive off him. He's a, like he's an arch and like standard player. Like he's a beast when he gets going. Yeah, he is. I a huge fan of his. Um, yeah, that's just time on that one there. Um, yeah, a mess. <laughs> so many of the NRL clubs are a mess. Yeah, but when you start talking about them, that's only when you start realizing how bad everyone else is. <laughs> like the Tigers, they're going, "Jeez, we're not too bad." <laughs> we just have a head of all the CEO. Yeah. So the next one is the Dolphins. Great start to the year. Three from uh, three from four, like which is ridiculous. No one sort of said that, or even I thought maybe one or two. But uh, definitely seeing three and the way they played, like even the last game against the Broncos, they were in the they were in it until the last ten minutes nearly the whole way through. Like they fought the whole way through, and Tessie knew on one leg, like he's out there trying to trying his best, like got stopped three times <laughs> going over the over the line. But I think the, is the injuries and suspensions going to catch up with these? Is their strength and depth not there? Like it's it's probably not there. Right, and and ultimately they might suffer because look, uh, Sean O'Sullivan is a huge loss to them. Yeah, he's three to four months gone. Like he's got, he's huge. That's massive. It's yeah. unlucky, but like <laughs> they're they're arguably only really, really, really unfortunate because of the hot start they had. Yes. Had they struggled out of the gate, no one would bat an eyelid. I just think, hmm. I think Wayne, super coach. He built the side exactly how he wanted to be. He was getting them bass, they weren't getting the star players, but he brought in kind of some experienced leaders in the pack. And he brought in Felice Cavusi and he brought in the Bromwich twins. Brothers. Twins, brothers, I always get confused. Brothers. And then he brought in some young forwards with a bit of metal in them. He brought in Gilbert and he brought in Ray Stone from Para. And I think what he's the aim of that is He's going to embed the Storm-esque culture from those kind of Storm players. And then he has the young forwards who have that dog in them and are good professionals to build the culture within the Dolphins. So I think they're going to be fine. And when, when Wayne leaves, they're going to be well built up. But we were all expecting to maybe nab a win against the Tigers, nab a win against the Knights, and maybe put up three or four wins, favourites for the Spoon. Yada yada yada. Little did we know we're all wrong. So, <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, like sometimes, like the what game was? It was the second game they played, and it was nearly one. Just to look <clears> at them <throat> play and the way they attacked. Yeah, I don't know if it was the second game. <laughs> we were the second game. Uh, <laughs> fully remember it now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sleepless nights. Um, but uh, yeah, as you said, like like Tessie knew he was gone for four weeks. Um, Katoa got clear to play this week his ribs or something so, so Milford and him are going to do the halves uh, Jack Bostock is replacing Tessie New in the wing never heard of him don't need to hear him where they have uh, what's his name the uh, Eric or, or Lee is it the winner Edric for Lee. Knights yeah supposedly he played 76 minutes there in the, the Q Cup or whatever it's Queensland Cup but only made 
eight runs for 56 metres, so I think they're going for somebody younger. So we'll see how he goes. And then Kafusi still has another two, three games left in his band. Yeah. Like the, he's only started his four week band, which, as we say, they, like that, the whole controversy is nuts. Look, at, look, arguably, that's another row in itself. Yeah, top of point. <laughs> um, it's been mad this season. Um, why would you even contest? It's, the decision's yeah. already been made, but look, um, yeah, look, was, yeah, if you get a three, if you get a three game ban, you're not going to bug back from a, a, a final, especially when you have that extra game in the background in case. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, to, to kind of bring this point to a kind of close. Yeah, look, the Dolphins have been exceptional. They've been one of the talking points this season, early doors. They may struggle without Sean O'Sullivan. They could continue to survive. Oh, it's a surprise. Um, the 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 made the only loss is to the team that's currently top of the competition. So, hmm. you can. Which, yeah, it tells them that they're there and thereabouts. And as you say, they're embedding Melbourne culture and it's being player legged because the Milford, when Milford was dropped for the first game, Bromwich came out and, and read them at a conference and wasn't afraid to read them. So, you just show you that the players are being accountable by their own peers. Like So, that's a full win better thing as well. Like. Um. My last point for, for the evening, anyway. Um, Lachlan Ilias. So, look, obviously, a good start to the season. Fantastic against the Sharks. I thought he was quite good against the Roosters, ultimately they lost that game. And then, look, the clutch goal, field goal last weekend in an enormous tie, um, given uh, Sadler's pass and stuff like that. Is he on course? And it's very early doors. To, be, to, ha- to have the best year two we've ever seen because him opening up is so important because there was so much last year had to go through Cody Walker which is not his game mm. yeah there was um, in that game there at the weekend there was like a Cameron Murray the way Cody Walker Cody Walker's work went now he's changing sides and he's going on the side like, and there was like a, an out the back play start with Cameron Murray onto Ilias and then Matongi was his lead, like, and then it, it was the kind of it was the is the try, but just how smooth and how everybody's in sync with the whole team, like, and he only touched the ball the last, he was the third person to touch the ball in the play, like, so it shows you that Ilias is he's going to be the seventh for the next while because he's letting Cody Walker at the back and run whatever he wants to run, mm. like, arguably uh, Mitchell wasn't even in the play, yeah. So you're thinking like you have, you you had two key players, three key players, Cam, uh, Walker and Mitchell. Now you have four with Elias in there as well, and the boys are all on the same page. Like yeah, and look, which is scary, scary thing. thing. And, and you definitely seen it in the try he put on, he put on from against the the Roosters. That combination of Elias with Keon Colomatongi outside him is is brilliant. I love watching Keon Cole-Matungi I mentioned it last year I was like I think this fella could mm. be the best second round of the competition I think he's there yeah. or thereabouts he's brilliant and it makes it easier for Lachlan and Ilias to play but yet Lachlan and Ilias' development is also making Keon Cole-Matungi yeah you could you could really make that for all it's worth yeah. like and just tip it onto him ship it onto him make you look really good with every fucking assist you get off him but he's still able to square it up pull out the back or, or shape out off Matongi like that partnership is coming on Sayers yeah I just yeah I, I, I love watching the two of them as a, as a combo um, and look look I know it's very early doors but let's start let's kick the season off with a wild take and let me say that I expect the Rebels to be back in the Grand Final well, this year whether they win it I don't of, know. of all the teams that that are playing this year and as you say it's a tight start to the year I think Rabideaux are the only one that looks like a premiership yeah winning side yeah of all like you look at the Panthers they're getting absolutely fleeced with players like I think that's going to be a short lived <laughs> reign but I think Rabideaux are going from strength to strength every year like and I think if they don't get to the mountain this year or next year like that team is still young I know Walker's whatever he is but he'll be there for next year as well he'll go around again there's no fear of him walking away. Plays younger than he is, I think is expected. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Same with me. <laughs> he's, a, he's a backyard footballer. He always has been. And look, you look at the certainly the first try, um, absolute magic stuff. Um, mm. 
but yeah. But uh, like he wasn't doing that last year. He wasn't running as much as he was last year because he had to try and sort of sort out Ilias. Now he's able to run, and you can see the benefit of it now. Want to go full circle? No, right. Ilias's development is similar to playing Trindle with Nico. I didn't see this coming. I didn't see this coming. Wow, it's all, it's all inception, inception. <laughs> we like to go full circle here. Um, and you know what? There's time. Hey, blow my mind, and then walks away. <laughs> Very good. And then the last one is the Broncos. Uh, as I said, hot start, four from four. Uh, but it's it's in the back of your mind. Last year losing six on the bounce being the top four and then arguably being dropped over for the dragons to come in and take your place like yeah it's a it's it's still fresh in everyone's mind uh can they go can they keep it up can they ease up a little bit and just stick with where they are like top four top four top four don't worry about now arguably we don't know what way they're targeting the league do they want to win the Premiership and then maybe get knocked out in semi-finals? Is that the success they want? Like, is it the minor Premiership they want, or is it the, the main thing they want? Like, so we don't know that, but they are absolutely flying. Like, and the young fans have so much confidence. Every time they score a try, like, and the celebrations are there, and you know everyone's up for the game. Like, and then you have the like of Payne Haas just doing what he's doing. He's arguably the best prop in the whole fucking game. And after taking over from Tamalone and the Cowboys, he's arguably. The best player so far this season. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Word, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem, just his impact, impact on games. The problem like. for, for me is there's kind of a bit of a cycle of paying ass. Five six <laughs> weeks phenomenal in the papers, looking for a massive contract, a minor off-field incident, a drop in form, repeat. And dummies, dummies do be thrown out, Bram. Yeah, like. they do. Dummies <laughs> do get thrown out, cards. They do. This is all fine and good, and the next minute he's swinging for a teammate. Um, <laughs> or video surfaces from six months ago. Um, yeah, uh, don't stand on my shoes, you bother. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, the hardest thing about being the Broncos is it's a bit like being a Man United player. Yeah. You've, it's if you're in a fish, like you're, you're up there, you're, well, you're not there anymore by yourself, but arguably, if they stay where they are in first, the all the cameras come out and I'm like they're under so microscope the whole time like so and it's not even just the cameras it's the old boys brigade it's like Gordon Tallis oh yeah on a Thursday well they, they're going to flood back now yeah. if say if they come back if they get to the middle of the season and they're second or third you'll see all them shower that left them last year yeah well they back. actually didn't, didn't didn't all leave last year because Kevy was Kevy was under pressure so yeah a bit of loyalty there and stuff like that but the other thing yeah but they, they threw the players on the oh, yeah, yeah, last yeah, year yeah, yeah. like they all came out and bagged every player and didn't bag Walter and but uh, it's very hard to, to, to write them wrongs after yeah after four games um, the mm. other thing I would like just like to say is someone who has been exceptional is Reese Watch and I and I'm not saying he can't I'm just saying we just don't know yet if in the right circumstances he can be exceptional year round because he was in the Warriors let's face it who look they're a wildly different team this year but can he continue to play as exceptionally as he's been playing year round or like we just don't know he could he could be this player that's exceptional year round and the Broncos could have done an absolute magical transfer or he could be similar to Payne Haas and he could have those flashes because he has had an off-field incident. Um, now look, all the reports you read is he got into a stupid incident. But off the field, he's a workaholic. He's watching film. Mm. He's constantly in coaches' ears. Positively. So. Yeah. Well, I think, like, if you look back at last year, like, he was that player for the Warriors, except he wasn't getting the same ball or the same... Like he, he was always a, a gun gun mm. uh, full back last year like when he got the chance he was electric it just this year he seems another step yeah. another gear or something when he gets the ball like he's involved with everything probably now you've looked at there's sometimes that he gets too involved and he should let Reynolds mm. 
control it a bit more. Like there was times where he's kicking down blindside and stuff like that. You look at him, oh, just leave it to your man. It's the best kicker in the county in the league, please. In the county, <laughs> in the county, there's a. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, look, I suppose, yeah. Um, what I'd also say, which is probably an underrated piece too, is I think Ezra Mam has been fantastic. I didn't expect this from him with the glimpses we've seen of him last year. I thought I'd be in and out. He'd be a bit like uh, Tyson Gamble. Gamble, yeah. But uh, no. Arguably, that was a good decision to let Gamble go. For both ends. He played well yeah. against us. Uh, now, we yeah, were brilliant yeah. the weekend. But look, less said about that, the better. Um, yeah, look, was time ago. That's, that's the first four tackle for the new season. Um, we're going to quickly run through the round five matchups, starting with the Tash. But just to mention, new this season, a bye every weekend, and uh, the Titans are on bye this week. What a place to be on a bye! Yeah. <laughs> the Gold Coast. <laughs> happy days, happy days. So the first games on fr- on Thursday, the Roosters take on the Parramatta Eels uh, in Ar- Ar- Allianz Stadium. Trillian. Uh, kick- Allianz. <laughs> it's at 10 o'clock um, I think uh, with all this controversy with Gutterson I know he came out there today and was trying to put it to pass like, but I think they're looking for uh, they're looking for a solution where they're not really in a bigger problem Like, so now the Roosters did have a lapse in the first two games Like, I didn't think they started as well as they should have but it's it's the Roosters' way. They don't care. As long as they're in the top eight, they, they'll tip away and, and let the media talk and they'll do their own thing. Uh, I just think the Roosters at home will win against the Eels. Uh, who is playing nine? Hodgson's back in. I was very impressed with Brennan Hand last week when he came on and he was arguably one of the best players in the field, like how he controlled the rook and, and, and let the forwards do their thing like, and then supply the two backs it'll be interesting to see how they work that for the rest of the season as well yeah will there be an out shout with the money they have to spend on Hodgson I don't know why he's on but I can't see him being under half a million yeah he'd, he'd like, he, he could be getting big coin like so it'll be interesting to see if, if, if Han can keep that up and, and really push uh, really push Hodgson but yeah Roosters at home baby yeah Um Look, I know maybe the odds might shift a bit because Para knocked Penrith off last weekend, but Para love doing Penrith in the regular season. Um, so, yeah, look, I tend to agree. Um, next up, this will be quick. Uh, Raiders 16th against Panthers 7th. Uh, early kickoff Friday, 8 a.m. 8 Irish time. Geo's Stadium, as per usual. Look, Keyins, Jamal Fogarty's back after the injury. Making his his first appearance on, he's not on the bench actually. There was talk he would be be on the bench, so uh, Jared Croker is in the reserves. He's not going to make the bench. But Jordan Rapan is back, which I'm happy to see. But the key out obviously is Jack Whiten. Yeah. Um. Get used to it, is it? <laughs> not seen his name on the team. Look, Matt Frawley, Jamal Fogarty. Josh Papali was obviously made his return last week. Was kind of poor. It's it's a Panther side that's that's arguably looked a little bit less than the sum of its parts this season. But you have to look at the sum of those parts and you have to say that while there's been widespread changes, the key piece of there, they still have arguably the best prop parent. I know a lot of you would make arguments for ours, but I would say the Panthers is just a more consistent prop pairing. Scott Saracen Scott Saracen's a great professional Isaiah Yo, and then you have obviously the Iceman Cleary um, arguably get the best performance I've ever seen of a 7 in a losing performance against Para um, and that drop kick oh yeah. my god if you, if you haven't seen the, the the image of the lads in the Matty John show go take a look at it the reactions just tell you like if them lads reacted to it you mean it's a big deal like look obviously I'm going to predict the Panthers win here and I'm going to God, this game is on Friday, and I can hide my emails and work. Um, just forget about, forget about it. Forget about it. Move on. No need to take it. Yeah, it's a busy Friday. Busy yeah. Friday. So next game then is the Rabbitohs against the Storm at Acor Stadium. Friday again at ten o'clock. Uh, a few outs for the Storm. Jerome Hughes is out. Uh, I know Shaq Mitchell is out for the 
uh, Rabbitohs. He played really well there last game. I thought I, I don't know what the injury is, but um, I just thought he's coming into his own. I think it's a foot injury or something they're saying. But uh, and Jerome Hughes is suspended. So Jonah Prez, Preston is it? He's coming in the seventh shot. So that'd be interesting to see. Uh, I think on form you're going to pick the Rabbitohs. I think the Storm, for all the players they lost, they haven't replaced them with the same standard of player. I think, and it's coming, it's coming clearer and clearer every time they play that. If you lose one, as Cam Munster was out there last last week, or the week before, like they were a different team with him this like last week than they were the week before when he wasn't there, and then Jerome Hughes is out this week. If the two of them are off the field, you know you're in trouble. Like, um, I just think uh, Rabbitohs are in too well, too too good of a form, and the likes of uh, Graham and Tass as well in the centres. They're coming into their own. Like, I think Campbell Graham is arguably one of the best centres in the in the comp, if, if not the best at the minute. The way he's playing, the way he controls, and the way in defence, he's so strong. Like, he monsters people in defence sometimes, which is scary enough. Like. But uh, yeah, I think Rabbitohs to win at home to the Storm. Fair. Yeah, yeah, I tend to agree, but I do think it's a tight. It's a tight one. I think it's a single score victory for the Rabbitohs because they're not particularly blowing the doors off anyone really. Although they're playing. I just think with that home advantage and and, yeah. and losing Jerome Hughes as well, like Jerome is, he can he can turn it on himself sometimes. There's so much of the unseen work. Uh, yeah, first game Saturday. Is five a.m. Irish time. Second place, uh, Manly Sea Eagles, who've been good this season. I've enjoyed watching. Arguably unlucky against the Rabbitohs that four pass controversy. Against the Knights, who are a mixed bag. Um, look, you've you've uh, you've a lot to like for that Manly side. I think, oh, on the whole, Josh Schuster a five a I like. Uh, like I just have nightmares of all the is dry against the bunnies. The big men shouldn't jump that high. And <laughs> yeah, shit, you can jump. <laughs> yeah. And look, they've just a they've a nice backline. It's not flashy, but it's solid. Like in Garrick, Morgan Harper, Brad Parker, and Christian Tupelotu. I just I like that backline as just being a solid bunch of professionals. If that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Workmen like work, yeah. all workmen like they're just effort. That's all they do is effort. And then you've got some good benches to come. You've got some good reserves to come in, and Sean Kepi, Bullmore, and Ben uh, Burbo. Uh, as I like him. Look, the 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 Knights have a bit of flair about them too. Like I, I'm really enjoying watching Lachlan Miller at fullback. Eleven games in. Mm. Think I got Did you think he was that good? No, didn't think he'd be that no, good. But no, I, he's I thought there was a pass there for he the on the try for Gary. first. Yeah. Oh. I thought his pass like is just catching pass was so sweet like like did someone not remember to turn Gagai off origin mode and back to but <laughs> yeah. he got up from it and he'd be like oh shit <laughs> yeah but look it's not uh, even close to origin a lot, yeah look there's, there's a lot to like about the Knights they're, they're, they're plucky enough um, there's some weaknesses there and obviously look we know the star man is out but I'm going to back uh, Manly obviously I think it would be a shock for the Knights to beat them Manly have looked very good this season and they're at home so yeah look back at Manly to, to continue the trend and pick that one off yeah as you said they were very unlucky last week with that forward pass that was actually back so I'm going Manly as well uh, next one then is Dragons and Dolphins uh, in Wynn Stadium that's after your game I can't get the time up for some reason two seconds it is eight it is at uh, half seven on Sunday is it Saturday Saturday Saturday, Saturday. Saturday. yeah the first day the first um, your national holiday yeah <laughs> this comes down I think to the bench I think the two teams stack up fairly feckin bang on bang I know Ben Hunt and, and Jaden uh, uh, Sullivan will do their job but I think uh, Katoa is just as good as, as Sullivan in his position. Milford will have to step up big time in the seven role. Mm. Uh, but the Dolphins uh, interchange, like Jared Wallace, 
Mark Lickers and Ray Stone compared to Jacob Little, uh, Zach uh, Musgrave and Toby Couchman like Josh Kerr and Mason Teagan make up their others but I just think that strong bench for the, the Dolphins will, will will arguably hopefully will come on and do the job as you say I don't think I think the Mark Nichols uh, strip of uh, Seven Cabo last last week has gone down in legend. <laughs> I watched that for twenty times. Uh, it, like it, it, it did its rounds on social media. I, tweet, like, I actually tweeted it. I, I yeah, I just thought the video it was, of it and I tweeted it. <laughs> I just thought it was exceptional, like the effort, and for him to be out that far on on an edge trying to defend one of the quickest lads. I know he got a little bump and he had to ride the tackle behind the the, the winger, but uh, it just shows you the effort and and the workmanship that that. That Thank Wayne. You. Thank you. Wow. I got into a heated debate with a bloke at work who knows nothing about rugby league. But he, <laughs> he said, oh, that's a high IQ play. And I was like, no. That's a high just effort. effort play. Effort, yeah. It means nothing to get there. It's just effort. Like He could have took that bump and, and just laid the ground. But he, he just, that extra feckin' just to, to, to put the hand out and slip it. But I just think that it'll come down to the, the, the bench. And I think the Dolphins just have a little bit more experience on the bench than the Dragons I'm going Dolphins cool, cool. yeah um, they might get caught on the hop with a few extra injuries and stuff and police to the note but um, do you know no, do you know what I'm going to back an upset here and the Dragons will be too I just think the lack of injuries for the Dragons might give them a bit of a hand Um. Next up, 9.35 on Saturday. Thankfully, after the clocks go back in Australia, I think we'll have some more friendlier times. Um, <laughs> thank God. Um, Broncos, obviously, first against bottom West Tigers in Suncorp. I don't know how to do it, but yeah, look, uh, let's keep this nice and quick. <laughs> do you want to know the, the, the odds? <laughs> uh, yeah, Broncos are... It's Australian back and but I have a... The, Broncos a dollar twenty seven and the Tigers three dollars and eighty cent, which well, I have them one dollar and fifteen to five dollars and fifty. <laughs> so. Yeah, look, there's no major ins or outs really. I think oh Joe Offangawi is back. Um, has he made the starting side? He hasn't even made the bench. He's in the reserves. He mustn't be that fit. Alex Twal drops to the bench. Johnny Bateman starts. David Clemmer. Yeah, look, Appy's starting as well, which is commendable. Um, yeah, look, Broncos. Broncos all day. Um, you kind of have to back the Broncos until they prove otherwise that they're not the side uh, of last year. So, yeah, back in, back in the Bronx. Uh, one thing I didn't say was that... Uh, when Adam Dewey dropped the the fallback, the excuse was that Dame Laurie was it was a fitness thing. But his stats say that his he runs two hundred meters a game, and he's top four in the NRL, which is horseshit. Then it just means that you have a player that's on a bigger contract and you're trying to get <laughs> him onto the team, so he doesn't kick stones. Yeah, yeah. And then the the other excuse used was that you look at Latrell, who's a big fullback, and it makes sense yeah. to have a big fullback. Yeah, cool story. Yeah, uh, <laughs> people are playing crazy money for a for a yeah. I say the 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 return of Jesse Arthur from the Warriors is after a treat for the Broncos. Like he came back and he's doing a job there on the wing for them. Something serious with with the big fellow with a broken chin, <laughs> a big fat chin. Uh, the first game on Sunday is Cronulla against the Warriors at. Five past seven in the morning. It's it's kind of like the battle of everyone's second and third team. Well, I think the Warriors came out. I think the Warriors frightened a lot of us. Uh, the way that they they came out this year, like um, not seeing them defend like that for the best part of a decade. What's the your man the coach side? Uh, oh, shit, he's ex fucking Panthers yeah. assistant coach, but. Uh, he has them playing some serious stuff and Shawnee Johnson is, is nearly rolling back the, the years yeah. uh, I don't think uh, 
what's the name, Reed uh, Mahone will be tanking Bundy FO anytime soon. <laughs> Get out of the road. <laughs> they, I think. They've, yeah, they've played defensively, they've played some awesome stuff. Um, and they're, they're starting to see some underage players come through as well, which is brilliant for them because there were so many fears about the Warriors in COVID because all those players weren't coming over to play. And there was no league for them, yeah, yeah they, couldn't, they couldn't travel. Uh, I think Matoya as well is something else in the wing. Like, I think he has a, a, a casualty list for the, for the year. The bumps. Delighted, delighted for the Warriors to have started the season so well, given how last season ended. But all these players saying, oh, I don't actually want to play in New Zealand, so I'm not going Yeah, back. yeah, they're only going over the money. Like, it was the, like some of the players, rugby, it was the only team that they could get on until the end of the season. Like, and then they all jumped ship. I think the return of Hines though is massive for the Sharks so like you looked at him last year you swear he played the first three games of the the, the season mm-hmm. the way he came out like first game of the day, and he just owned the game so I think uh, Canola at home is a big big ass for the Warriors this year this week Yeah. now it's going to be tight the way the Warriors are playing and I think they're going to put up a serious fight against them so don't be surprised for a shot but I just think the Sharks at home yeah yeah look I, I tend to agree I just I, I hope it's a good game and I that's yeah. that's one if you're not up early on Sunday go mm, back and to watch definitely look back and watch and don't don't rob yourself by watching four minutes on the four minutes second I guess yeah watch, you can get the 18 ones <laughs> full game there'll be some yeah. big, big hits in it because the Sharks are hardly a small side no 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 so yeah some big boppers and look the final game of Sunday 9.15 on a Sunday the clock's supposed to come back in Australia um, Acor Stadium, Sydney. The Bulldogs welcome the Cowboys. Interesting game. I don't think the Cowboys have been fantastic this season. I think there's there's glimpses where they're still the same side. Obviously, he he had a freak try. Uh, whether he scored or whether he assisted, the jury still out. Tom Chester's a fullback again. Um, Tommy Dearden and Chad Townsend aren't aren't arguably playing the same ball they were playing last year a lot of those players aren't playing the same ball they were playing last year um, defensively they're they're just not the same side um, so I don't know if they're a one season wonder um, mm-hmm. or if it's I think the way that, that uh, Peyton trained them last year I don't think he can do that uh, two years in a row the way he flogged them in pre-season like full defence full defence or maybe I don't maybe he has and this is why they're like this maybe it's Right, yeah, another year then, and it's starting to have the wheels come off. Then, especially in the back of a World Cup, a lot of those players wouldn't have maybe expected to make the World Cup squad at the start of last year. Yeah. But given the forms of the Cowboys, they made them. So there's a lot of a lot of miles in those legs this uh, mm-hmm. last year. Uh, doggies have shown glimpses. They're a bit. They're not obviously as poorly run as the Tigers, but they're a bit like the ti- the Tigers in that they've just had so much new talent come in that over the last two seasons that it's a bit mixy mashy um, I haven't been overly gone on Viniam kick out I uh, don't think he's been the same anywhere near the same player he's a, a Penrith that's obviously a lot easier said than done when you're playing outside Cleary as opposed to Kyle Flanagan and Matt Burton but look, I think Reeve Mahoney's going to go from strength to strength I think Ryan Sutton's actually played played well uh, given he's got a lot more minutes for Canterbury than he typically would have got Um mm. The big thing for me about the Bulldogs is just maybe that strength and depth. Like I get his status as a cult figure, but having Josh Reynolds on the interchange is something I'd be concerned. And then uh, is the seventeen? He's a winger as well, is he? Uh, Jade Nockenbar, yeah, he was. Uh, it was himself and Corey Harrier Wernara who were involved in that bit of scandal a while back. But it's it's strange to have two backs in. I know Josh can go into the the full or the number nine role yeah but it, it's, it's it's a bit strange to have two lads on the feckin where you would have went three heavy and, and one utility like yeah definitely um, might come back and bite them in the arse like yeah but look I suppose one of my favourite players this season uh, as he was last year Jacob Carraz I'm I'm back in the Cowboys in a brute of a game just like a 12-10 win first mm. I go Canterbury on this one just for being at home as well but it could be the Cowboys yeah. either one I think, it's, I think it's I think they're they're level on it's one one dollar ninety cent each 
that's the odds like so the, the, the bookies can't separate them so you could get a surprise but uh, not a surprise like it, it could go either way like I just think uh, Canterbury are they might come right this week yeah Max King was Max King was far better last week than he was in the previous three weeks, so it's good to see him coming back a bit more into into form. Yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, you probably thought we weren't coming back, but we are. So uh, <laughs> that's all from me. <laughs> oh, that's me done too. Thank you. Uh, good night. Good luck. Short pass Mitchell. Beautiful pass to Tupo. Into the backfield. Gibson.